Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Hey, do you guys want any podcorn? I'd love some popcorn. No, 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 Pete. Uh, Podcorn. It's a marketplace for connecting podcasters to sponsorship opportunities. Wait, uh, Podcorn, isn't that who's sponsoring our show right now? Sure is, Justin. Podcorn has a great, easy-to-use interface that lets you search for advertisers for your podcast and lets advertisers search for you. So is there any popcorn or... Wait, wait, so what's the deal? If I use popcorn, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time learning about advertising and dealing with financials, which is like a money word, and selling my soul to sketchy, horrible companies that make me feel like I want to die? No, no, no. The opposite of that. I was actually shocked, and I mean this sincerely. Thanks for being unsincere every time, every moment before this. Well, it's an ad. Anyway, I took barely any time to set up, uh, and then once I did, it was actually fun to click through and find advertisers that might match well with our podcast. The whole interface is Simple and straightforward, even for someone not financially minded like me. True. And once you do hook up with an advertiser like, say, Podcorn... I'm hungry. Pete, just... Working with them to craft the right ad is supremely simple, too. You don't have to commit to anything you don't want to do, and you can spend a lot less time looking around for advertisers and more time on making your podcast great. (laughs) Yeah, so when do we start making this podcast great? Wow. Wow. Anyway, you never give up your rights, and Podcorn is there to help protect you if there are any issues. I really can't recommend it highly enough. And hey, if you want more info, check out the link in our episode description. Once again, that's Podcorn. Podcorn? Podcorn. So is no one else craving popcorn right now? Peace. Come, Come on. on. Just eat a meal. Hey, there's a couple of people we want to thank for supporting us on Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club this month. Starting it off with Aaron C. Hollis. Adam Marks. Adriel Moreland. Alana Fontenot. Amanda Harris. Amy Gonzalez. Andrew Tillman. Benjamin Brown. Brett Macris. Chelsea Mack. Chris Leatherman. Clemens Soil Loire. Corbidorby Doodle. Curtis LaRock. Dan Snow. Danny Heck. Danny Ali. Dennis Scott. Dustin Rimmy. Eduardo Martinez. Aaron Dorian. Jeffrey Reicher. Gerard de Villar. James Connolly. Jason Williams. Jessica Ashcraft. Joe Crack. John George. Jonathan John. Joseph Kelly. Joshua W. Broxon. Catherine Anderson. Uh, Casey Newhaven. (laughs) Kendall Wilson. 
Kevin Grimes. Kevin Kleinrock. Kieran Broderick. Lee Brown. Liwana Thomas. Lucas Sink. Mark Carillo. Mark Kiefer. Mark Zeller. Megan Thigpen. Mike, Michael Sturgeon. Mike Dargenio. Mitchell McDonald. Nick Grayson. Omnia Solart. Paul Collars. Perry Taliaferro. Pip Pete 2020. Primetime Pauly G. Radu. Rahadwin Sastruardio. Tamila Rush. The 12 Banch. Tiago Nascimento. Victor Perez. W. Blaine. Wally D. Librarian. Will Bunchenen. Buchanan. Buchanan. It's Buchanan. And of course, Zika's Viral Comics. Yeah. We only had to do that nine times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting us, everybody. Enjoy the live show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex, Justin, and Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Booth Man Prime. Booth Man Prime is back. Oh, my gosh. What a Very man. exciting. What a night. What a night to be alive. Yes. And that's what we are. We're alive. <laughs> uh, Boothman Prime, welcome back, man. How was Disneyland? Disneyland was crazy. Oh, whoa. I went to Disneyland for like five days. It was insane. Wow. Disneyland for five days? Can you spend or, five or days Or Disney there? World. It was all paid for, and we spent every bit of it amazingly. Paid for by Disney? By a game show my girlfriend was on. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what game what? show are you She was on a $100,000 pyramid and yeah. won this crazy-ass trip to Disneyland. It was Hell, insane. yeah, she did. Wow. What celebrity was she partnered with? She got partnered with exactly who she wanted. It was Rachel Dratch and Kevin Nealon. She got comedians, which oh, is what she wanted. Oh, that's wow. so cool. Yeah. I, what is this secret you've been keeping? Pretty cool. Boothman Prime, man. Booth yeah, man Prime. that is. Thanks for revealing that, Pete. Yeah, no problem. God, you're just a man. You know every, all the secrets of everyone else. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, one secret we can talk about is how uh, we went to see um, uh, Raw last night. At the yeah. Bar. WWE Raw. That's right. Not like a raw piece of chicken. No, we know? didn't go to a raw ra- raw vegetable. <laughs> or a raw bar. A raw bar. Ooh, a lot of, we should have gone to a raw bar. No, no way, man. There's a lot of raw out there in the world, um, and uh, we all had a great time. Yes, we did. And Pete's hung over. Yeah, you're really enjoying that. That's fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't know that until late in the game. We've been hanging out for like an hour and a half now. Yeah. You just revealed. Yeah, it's a big reveal. Are you still hung over? Secrets. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm struggling. Oh, okay. You do look a little green right now. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Boothman Prime putting more lights on me. I appreciate that. Well, I yeah, thought, we were, I no, thought so we were cool. It's literally a green light that he's flashing on you. Yeah. That's what's funny about it. Yeah, yeah. There Ooh, is. There we so go. Sickly LePage. Oh, let's you know, take it Sick down a little bit, page? Yeah. Sick LePage? You're going to be Sickly? in a good mood to talk about comics. Yep. What's great is if I throw up, I'm going to throw up on you. Yeah, Pete, I know you're a little hungover, but... Uh, face out to the yeah. audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll start doing that now. <laughs> You're going to have the hair of the rev- comic review that bit you. Right. Uh, tonight. Uh, but we did. We went to WWE Raw. It was very cool, very fun. I am a big wrestling fan now. Yes. Yes. That's no, good. I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah, it was no, awesome. I had a blast. It was a super fun time. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, we're going to keep talking about the wrestling, you guys. Okay. Yeah. Should we keep it going? Yeah, let's yeah, do let's it. Do keep it. having a good time. Is there anyone we could bring out that would uh, oh, that help? That is a uh, great question. Well, I'll tell you what. We actually have a guest tonight. He is a wrestling superhero. He's currently a producer for the WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, Hurricane Hell! Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Hello, please. 
Oh, yeah. there we go. Have a seat, have a microphone. Yes. All right. It's an absolute uh, pleasure to have yeah, you, sir. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad you guys had a good time last night. I heard you had some good tickets. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good oh, my God. Takes. They were great. You have anything to do with that? Uh, I know a guy. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing that knowledge with us because uh, those seats were unbelievable. Oh, very cool, man. I'm glad you guys. It was your first time, right? It was uh, not just my first time seeing it live, but like my first time seeing wrestling in full, a whole show. He's never seen two people touch each other. (laughs) Oh, So this is crazy for me. Yeah, I usually uh, try to keep it away. Keeps his distance. It was Pete's first time as well. Yeah, it was my first time at a live event as well. Like I've watched earlier WrestleManias like on TV and stuff like that. Uh, but the yeah, ancient this, one back in your early days. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was back when like my favorite wrestler was Coco Beware and the Junkyard Dog stuff like that. So like you uh, never made it down to Madison Square Garden. I, well, I grew up way upstate, so I wasn't oh, okay. close, you know, as a kid. But um, uh, it was really impressive to see what they do in that ring live and like the the airtime and the what the, it's just unbelievable i mean they are literally flying through the air i couldn't believe it yeah i think like any uh, athletic uh you know stuff now the talents are like the athleticism is through the roof holy yeah. like, crap i was a game changer back in the day and the, i can't do anything close to what these guys do oh. now. Yeah. <laughs> so. well let's talk about that so you uh you were hurricane you are hurricane house but you <laughs> uh fought back in the is it called fighting uh, pre- yeah, 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 sure. Okay, I don't yeah. know. It's good. Sometimes yeah. most of that happens backstage. <laughs> You're doing a terrible job. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit backstage that you kind of had a Green Lantern personality because you were. Were you a comic book fan first, or were you a wrestling fan first? Where did it start? I was a wrestling fan first. My dad was a huge wrestling fan, so that's my first memory of television. Oh, is wow. watching wrestling with my dad. Uh, then around five or six, my parents got divorced. It's okay. We got over it. <laughs> but the, uh, with the new family came uh, comic books. My stepmom's father had a big collection. Oh, oh cool. Wow. You know, and this, uh, this was an older, older collection. Yeah, so but that I must was, be like gold, super golden age. Yeah, stuff. that type of stuff. And so I just, I mean, that was my new family right there. And I just oh. always had a love for those two things. And it was funny because, you know, wrestling used to be the redneck sport. Yeah. Before it took over the world. Yeah. And then comics, you know, comics also have a stereotype. I don't know if you guys have heard that or not. But yeah, yeah, no, no. we've always been very cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Always cool kids reading <laughs> comics. Yeah. So, I mean, I dealt with, I was in those two little niche groups anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, luckily enough, wrestling kind of hit a global boom. Yeah. And I think comics are in, you know, one of the best eras that they've ever been my That's personal true. opinion, anyway. So, yeah. when you were going through that old collection, did you have a favorite? Was there a favorite hero, favorite title, anything like that? Uh, I remember the Legion of Superheroes. I love team books more yeah. than anything. Nice. You know, uh, I felt like you just got more. So, the Legion, I was real big on Green Lantern Corps. You know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But. I kind of liked everything because my uh, my uh, grandfather had a, a lot of indie comics, which were super rare for that time. Oh, wow. Uh, well, yeah, what does that even... Yeah, so, I mean, some that I've never seen before or since. Well, obviously not before, yeah. but since. And some of them were horror comics. Some Ooh. of them had an adult theme, uh, <laughs> weird kind of things. 
But uh, so when I met my friends, I was the only one that had even known or knew that two other that the companies other than DC and Marvel existed. Oh, wow. So I had this little superior knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, now, we know a little bit about doing that. Yeah. So when you you did get a chance when you did start wrestling and you were developing your personality, your on stage personality, uh, did you immediately go towards superhero comic book, or were there a couple of steps there? Yeah, that didn't come until about 10 or 11 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, you know, I was an amateur wrestler, too, so I got 22 gold medals, so I was a serious wrestler, you know. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. I grew up uh, down south. We had the NWA, which, as you guys up here, had WWF. Yep. WWF was more character-based. They would have, you know, the Hulk Hogan's and stuff like that. NWA, we had Ric Flair, and it was more actual Mm wrestling-based. So uh, I grew up with that. So that was the character. But then when I came to WWE, uh, it was the most stacked roster of all time in this business. So you had, you know... Steve Austin, The Rock, yeah. who I beat, by the way. Yeah. And anyway, like I said, you just had all of these big, huge superstars, and there were so many of us that are just, we just scrambling for TV time. Mm-hmm. It was actually WWE's creative idea to have me do the superhero. Oh, oh really? Yeah, and uh, they go, it'll be just a couple weeks, few months at the most. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in 2001, and I had my last match last year, which was oh, 2019. Wow. Oh, wow. Right. That's hilarious. So uh, when I, I was telling your friend who is a huge WWE fan uh, that you're coming on the show, he was like, this is the clip. You got to watch this clip, which is you making fun of The Rock. Yeah. What yeah. was it like filming that segment? What went into that? Well, we did a couple. That was, I mean, I don't know which specific one you're talking about unless it's the you're, dingling you're hiding one. hiding in a locker? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The dingling one, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. <laughs> but uh, like what all, sometimes happens in, in our industry is they'll have... Me and uh, The Rock was only going to meet backstage one time, and that was it. But it went so good that it just turned into this little mini feud. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, The Rock's going to Steve Austin at WrestleMania. But because our little interaction went so well, it just kind of snowballed into something else. But the uh, Tiny Dingaling segment you're talking about, if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You have seen the Tiny Dingaling or the uh, segment? Huh? (laughs) <laughs> they, wow, okay. Yeah, no, I've seen both. <laughs> I'm a true fan, so I've got to do my research. Yeah, so that one, like uh, the whole being in the closet thing, I just said, what if I was in there? Because originally I was going to come flying in like I always did. Yeah. And I don't know, just craziness. Well, and I think that, you, that what you're talking about really, there's such a synergy between wrestling and comics in that it's like there's one big continuity. There's like you're always like, oh, these, these two characters worked really well together. Let's find a way to get them back together. You're always keeping track of everything, moving little chess pieces each each event, each match. And uh, the fact that uh, you sort of were that center point, that touch point, I think is, is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm, I'm a big fan of continuity. I mean, we got one of our writers here, so yeah. <laughs> he is yeah. too. Yeah, no. But it isn't always easy in comics either. No. One of the things that kind of would make me leave sometimes when they would reboot everything, and I'm like, man, yeah. I can't keep up with this again. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, continuity is huge. And it, for me, it was just fun to be involved in this little weird uh, you know, a point in my life, because then uh, fans would start wearing the Green Lantern shirts to our show. Yeah. Nice. So there was a surge in Green Lantern merchandise, and actually, I was at the monitor one time, and Vince McMahon was beside me, and I pointed out those Green Lantern shirts, mm-hmm. and I go, "That's because of my tattoo," and he goes, "Well, maybe we need some Hurricane shirts." Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. Very on brand. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But DC Comics invited me to the office, and they just gave me. 
one like one of everything there. Oh wow, and so, so cool. We had a pretty good relationship. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were great. talking about this as well. Uh, you're so identified with the Green Lantern thing, but that was not the original intention. Like you went in wanted to get a Superman tattoo. You were saying, yeah, I wanted to get the uh, old school Superman uh, Kingdom Come tattoo. Nice. And my tag team partner, who was uh, significantly bigger than I am, or especially was at that time. Went the day before and got a Superman tattoo. <laughs> you were like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> yeah, I didn't want him. Like, I didn't want matching tattoos. But then, because he was so much bigger than me, I was like, "I'm gonna be Superboy. I don't want to be Superboy." <laughs> <laughs> and so I we uh, I drew on my computer with uh, Windows Paint or whatever it was there at the time. <laughs> That's nice. And funny. Drew the Green Lantern tattoo and took it to the place and had the guy do it. So nice. Wow, that's crazy. It's more impressive that you had to do it on paint, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. I remember it taking a long time, and I'm pretty sure now anybody can do it in five minutes, but it took me a long time. Yeah. Uh, have you, was there ever any thought about, like, assembling a Justice League, a wrestling Justice League or anything like that? Yeah, we kind of did a little bit. We called it the Hurra League. Like, okay. everything, you know, like the Batman thing, everything yeah. hurricane-related is her or something. Yeah, the Hurra family. So I had Mighty Molly, who was a, um, oh, that's right. a sidekick, and then I had Rosie, who was the superhero. Hero in training, SHIT. We did that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was some really fun stuff. We were you know, very uh, tongue in cheek, but we tried to save the day, but it would always, you know, go awry. Like, I remember I gave a, uh, a warning about fireworks or something on the 4th of July, and then I accidentally lit Rosie on fire. Oh, and wow. he's in the background on fire, and we have to put him out, just stuff like that. It's so crazy because you have to. That's the stuff that you're doing in real life. That's like a comic book panel, and you're having to produce this. Yeah, make this happen in real life. It's wild. Yeah, so it was real fire, and we had to really put him out. That is, and that's what's so like seeing the show last night. uh, Like the just the production is unbelievable. Like, and the fact that I feel like it's also airing live on television at the same time. That's like a circus act that none, no other sport or event really pulls off in that same way. There's like a delay or whatever, and you guys are like, okay, so now we're going to have this crazy thing happen. I hope it works out, and it's going to be airing live. Yeah, it, there's nothing like what we do. It's, I, un, it's truly stunning. We're the only like, form of entertainment with a ticket-paying audience that one of our goals is to actively piss them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We want to send you home pissed off tonight, you know, so angry that you want to fight people. But we want you to come back next week. That's too. the it thing worked. that was driving me crazy was there was this uh, asshole and the asshole won, and I was so pissed. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> Which this is AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, AJ Styles, yeah, and like yeah. AJ Styles was uh, doing bullshit where he was having like other people fight for him, and then he came in at the end. I was so pissed off at that, and I was like, "Why is the ref letting this happen?" Like, this is so. Uh, so but, you're saying it worked on you. Yeah. You walked yeah. out of there angry and interested. Yeah, it did work on me, which is upsetting because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm t- I'm, uh, this isn't going to get me. I'm not going to lose Pete my shit. He brought tickets for every installment of WWE <laughs> going yeah. forward at this point. Uh, but I want to ask, like, the... The stuff that I saw, like the the stuff that has to get rehearsed or whatever, it's got to be so different from like practicing something and then being out there in front of the audience and seeing it live. Like, was were you ever like super scared, like up on the top ropes or like, holy crap, I hope this guy knows this move is coming next? Because they're making split decisions like in the moment of like, you know, switching in and out of routines like on the fly. I mean... Do somebody ever have an off night or you take an elbow to the face? I mean, it's like the slaps and the things that we saw and heard were just echoing throughout the stadium. And it was, I, I w- didn't think, you know, I was like, holy, yeah, it's real. Like, holy, that looks, but when you hear. I think there's a question. I, it's coming. It's coming. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we we get beat to death. Yeah, you know? I mean, uh, we don't get an off season. Number one, it's you. Know, uh, when I kind of was at my peak, I was wrestling four or five nights a week. Holy and shit! And when you want to talk about terms of practice, like nobody was out there doing any of those moves bef- uh, before the show last night. They might discuss it backstage, and there might be a little like something, but there's nobody. You don't go out there and remember twenty minutes worth of a match. You can't I, do that anyway. Yeah, that's so. There's a lot of ad lib. There's a lot of you know me playing off of you. You know if. If I'm going to wrestle somebody that's huge, it's going to be a little bit different if I wrestle somebody my size or yeah, smaller. Okay. So you got to play off the guys. But there are people that go, man, you guys like practice every day? And we're like, no. It beats you to death no to time. do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it twice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can't but, be afraid. That's what number one. You, you especially if you're afraid. a flyer. No. If you're a high flyer, the second you get afraid is when you're going to fall. Oh wow! Yeah. And it, but is it? Would you say there's like a shorthand? Like when you're out there, it's like, oh, I see what I see what's happening here. I'm about to do this. I've made eye contact real quick. We all we are aware, or is it truly like, well, let's just see what happens? There's a lot of just see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of too. The when you start to work with a guy, you kind of get a feel for him. You know, I know what this guy likes to do. Um, you know, if I was wrestled. Uh, John Bradshaw Layfield, he's the guy that clotheslines your head off, so oh. I know this is coming. <laughs> yeah. He's got that smooth. But people think that helps. Like, well, you know what's going to happen, right? But yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I told you guys, hey, before the end of the show, I'm going to bash your head in with a chair. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, now you got to think, yeah. think about it. Yeah, I would definitely be I, thinking I'm about thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes no one makes it a lot, lot worse. Yeah. See, now it's funny. I feel like we have that similar shorthand where it's like, oh, yeah, I know Pete's move. I'm just <laughs> Anticipating, right, right. it's like verbal, so you know I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, but sure. You feels do. like you're getting. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I'm getting beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Pete, you had a question that you wanted to ask. Your number one question you said well, about the well, show. So they were changing out mats, <laughs> yeah. like in between fights, right? And I was confused by that because it seemed like they were taking away pl- padding, and I was like, no, keep the padding for the next guy. Like, why are you This is, I was away? sitting next to Pete, and this is the number one thing he was getting upset about. I, cou- I couldn't time. believe that, like, because I seen Zamboni's clean the ice. That yeah. makes sense to me. Similar, but I was like, idea. you know, on the basketball <laughs> floor, you got the squeegee guy, but right. like, uh, they were just, uh, like, it was peeling off layers, and then the next person would come out and I'd be like holy shit that person has a wrestle on less cushioning than the last person. It's like person. if you were seeing a swimming match and they kept taking water away. Yeah, you then kept worrying. Yeah. What are they doing? Why did they take away the pads? Just <laughs> to keep the ring clean the whole time. It's just a little cover. It's, it's oh, no, that is not padding whatsoever. <laughs> oh, all right. And it's stretched so hard. That okay. you wouldn't even, it wouldn't do anything if it was padding, but. Okay, well, I was worried. Cause I, I don't was, know if yeah. it, it's interesting that you thought that, though. I'm very entertained by that thought process. Because <laughs> yeah. I was every like, you should, you should come every, every week. Because to it's, me, it's obvious they're just trying to get a clean canvas because it's on high definition. And see, like, some of the girls have a lot of makeup on sure, and sure. makeup smears. Mm-hmm. And guys wear, well, guys and girls wear that fake tanner because nobody wants to get in a tanner bed anymore. And then that, that shit smeared all over the ring. Okay. Yeah. And so they try to keep, keep the uh, mat clean just because on uh, TV. Because it's gross. Right, I, I, and because it's gross. So, yeah. just to interpret for Pete, have you ever thought about having like a tidy Zamboni gun? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now I am. Now it's all I'm to think about. Uh, but I just fun. felt like, holy crap! If oh, I was wrestling, going? I would always want to be first because that's the most. That would have the most. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I like, I like how you, how your brain works. I get that. It's different than most people. <laughs> uh, now, this isn't necessarily a new thing, but I feel like there's been a lot more of them lately. Uh, talk about the back and forth between comic books and wrestling. There's been a lot of wrestling comics books as well do you since you are so involved in wrestling do you read them or does it feel like 
reading an instruction manual when you go home or something like that. <laughs> it, most of them have felt like reading about somebody who doesn't know about wrestling. Okay. You know, right. so the only one that I really put over a thousand percent is Headlock Comics. And I actually sent you guys a motion comic because yeah. I wrote a, a story uh, in it. And this guy isn't involved in wrestling, but he, uh, he came to me. I was doing San Diego Comic Con one year. Nice. And he's like, I'm going to write a book about the behind-the-scenes life of pro wrestling. And immediately, I'm like, what the fuck does this guy know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the book, he got, he's got a lot of friends in wrestling. Jerry Lawler does the covers, and oh. Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler is an incredible artist. He was there last night. Yeah, yeah, he does the uh, announcing every Monday night. Yeah. He's an incredible comic book artist. He does, you know, paintings. When he does comic cons, he'll sit there and do sketches and drawings of oh, people. Wow. And sell them too. So he's incredibly talented. Talented. Anyway, that that wrestling comic is I really love because it's really true, and it's about some of the stuff that really happens behind the business. So, yeah. now, um, as uh, you know, since you were a wrestler and people got to watch you uh, at cons, do like do people tell you like touching stories? Like come up to you and be like, "Oh man, me and my dad used to watch you wrestle, and it was really cool." Like, what kind of interactions do you have when you go to cons? Like, what's some of your favorite moments? Uh, just what you said. That, yeah. that happens a lot. There's you know people uh, that were in hard times in their life, and wrestling got them through it. Just like I'm sure comics, you know, mm-hmm. you know, comics got me through a good period, and wrestling too. So uh, I mean, I think I have those moments. I think all human beings do. So when that is relayed back to you, that's that's a you know, of course, that's very special. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be super nice to know that. Like, sure, you're putting yourself out there on the line, but also like. You're helping people and helping them get through stuff or making connections and stuff like that. So it's got to feel good to get some of that back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the one thing I love about entertainment. I think it's a huge part of society. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes you just need to get, to get a break <laughs> yeah. from how insane, you know, yeah. everything in nature is trying to kill us. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, can man. I just read this book in peace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. You were at a con a couple of weekends ago, right? Or just no, this past this weekend? past weekend. Yeah, this C2 past weekend. Yeah. So when you go to a con, what are you searching out? What are you looking for? What do you like to hit up first? I'm like a kid in a candy store. I just yeah. walk walk around. Uh, I keep sneaking away from my table, and whoever's <laughs> paying me to be there keeps kind of yanking me back. But mm. there's a lot of uh, creators that I like to meet that I haven't met. You know, I, I got to meet Gail Simone uh, this oh, past week nice. for the first time. And we've interacted on Twitter a couple of times because mm-hmm. she's a Twitter machine, and I, and, uh, I am yeah, too. I'm an yeah. over-tweeter. But, um, <laughs> so I got to meet her in person. I got to meet Bob Hall, who worked on the Squadron Supreme, who mm-hmm. you guys need to put over more on this show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my one request. I yeah, want you sure. guys to do the issue by issue, like you did for the Watchmen, yeah. to do for the original Squadron because it predates the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's better. Wow! Better so I do want to ask you about this because we've been talking about this a little bit back and forth. What is it about Squadron Supreme that draws you in so much? That one was the first time I seen a Superman character beat a motherfucker to death. I had never seen that, so uh, that that stood out to me. But as a kid, you know, um, I had some of the indie comics, but of course, even back then, especially, it was DC or Marvel, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so this was a Marvel book, but it wasn't about characters that you know wasn't in the Marvel main universe. Yeah, and to me, that was really fascinating at the time. You know, and then like uh, so many, uh, you know, Warren Ellis did a good job with Stormwatch and the author, you know, the authority on this type of team, but no other super team had ever decided. You know what? I'm gonna take a. We we got this shit. We're gonna run this place. Yeah. yeah. 
And even as a kid, I thought, man, that's, man if, I was a, if I had superpowers, that's exactly what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> at least I, you would think you would want to. I'm going yeah. to run the country. And then you realize, oh, this isn't worth it at all. Yeah. So that was fascinating. And like I said, a Hyperion uh, taking out his doppelganger and just beating him to damn death. That was pretty impressive. And then the finale, not everybody makes it out. Yeah. And they kind of stuck to it. Whereas, you know, nowadays when somebody, when a character dies, you know he's going to be back next issue. And there's yeah. no jeopardy. There's no stakes or anything when you do that. Mm-hmm. Back then, those characters died, and that was it. You didn't see them no more. Yeah. It, when it's, if I, remember, I haven't read it in a long time, but it's like the, you're talking about the Mark Grunewald, yeah. uh, Grunewald run where it's like dystopian. It's like super dark, which is, it was in, it was way ahead of its time for, in that regard, right? Like, yeah, yeah, without Because they take over the country to try to make it a better place in there. By the end of it, they're like, oh, we actually became authoritarians and right. ruined everything. Yeah. Like, that's... Because when did that come I mean, out? So that's The Watchmen. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's literally what The Watchmen is as well. It was well. a couple of years earlier, right? It was in that mid I think it was only one, like, okay. one year. So, I mean, there were probably just the ideas that were kind of happening yeah. at the same time, but... Did you did you read Supreme Power, the yeah. JMS yeah. reboot of it? Yeah. Did you like that as well? Yeah, I love that one as well. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. And it was very far away. I felt like I was reaching up like that. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of books that we particularly like this week and chat about them. Let's kick it off with the Avengers number thirty-one from Marvel Comics. Pass this over to you if you want to take a look. Yep. Uh, so Tony Stark is back in time. He is trapped a million years in the past, and he is mixing it up with the old-timey Avengers. Uh, the art alone is worth picking this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those books that, like... You don't even read the words. No, nah, you yeah. don't need to. The art tells us such a better story than words the words ever could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I think this is one of those books that has an amazing cover that kind of, like, grabs you and makes you want to buy it. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, really impressed uh, with what's going on. Uh, the, so uh, Tony Stark and now Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, King. Uh, Tony Stark. Don't, don't call him King. Yeah, uh, well, we're his, uh, uh, we, he can say whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Never defy the king. Yes, uh, we're his two princes. Uh, what the? F- the uh, so Tony Stark back in time. He makes a little snowman armor in this. Yeah, calls himself Ice Age Man. Uh, yeah, or something like that. Ice, sure, Ice Man. Ice Man. Uh, and. Uh, it's, I'm a little confused with Tony Stark because they I find uh, the, what set this off is someone found his Iron Man uh, armor head with his head in it dead. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to upset you no matter who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, <laughs> if, what happened? Yeah, if you see your head in an old hat, you're going to be upset. You an know? old hat. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what like, the Iron Man armor is. Yeah, it's like an old hat. You know? Now, so, I don't want to spend too much time on this or get too distracted, uh, but for the past <laughs> couple of weeks on the show, uh, you guys have been sitting on a very low couch. Yeah. Right. And on the low couch, we've been, uh, well, I've been complaining, I would yeah. say, uh, that Pete has basically been lying down, uh-huh. prone. Uh, now, you're sitting, you specifically were like, I don't want to sit on the couch because I'm tired of lying down, right. you are now sitting on a normal human chair, and right. you're still lying down. Fuck you, man. What's going on, Pete? I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Sit up. No. You're ruining your spine. Oh, my God. You're like the guy who didn't graduate, but he's still a senior in high school. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll sit however I want. That's teacher. right. I'm going to turn my chair on backwards. Yeah. What's up? Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this comic book. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know where this takes place in continuity because uh, Tony Stark is dead. Oh, but oh also I did want to ask a question. What do you mean by an old hat? What <laughs> would you say is an old hat that you would not want to see your dead head on? I mean, underneath? you know, like let's say you had like an old beanie. 
Or an old beanie. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a, one of those propeller hats, you know, something like that. You know, an old hat you don't wear anymore. Yeah. So or you, one of those casino visors, you know, they used to have. But they yeah. Is there a type of hat you would want to see your severed dead head in? Like a bowler hat? Some classic. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Fedora? Wizard, wizard's probably, hat? We'll probably Ooh, wizard's do wizard hat. hat. Yeah, probably be a fedora that I die in. Yeah. A stormtrooper helmet? Ooh, Ooh that's fun. cool. Oh, that's cool, yeah. If you saw your head in a stormtrooper <laughs> helmet, you'd be like, nice. Yeah. It went out fighting. <laughs> <laughs> have you been uh, Have you been reading Avengers at all? Hurricane? Yes, yes, I'm very caught up on this. Book. Yeah, what do you think about this? I'm caught up, but I don't know about Howard Stark being the adopted father of uh, yeah. Tony Stark, or the other way around. However, adoption works. Yeah, I think. there's so many things yeah. going on with Tony Stark right now. Like he's adopted, his brother is back alive, his brother is Iron Man. He died, and then I think he died again. He died a couple times, and then became a an AI. Right, right. that's why his head's laying around because he dies so much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in this, um, it's sort of uh, the idea is that Howard Stark is the devil, or working very closely with the devil. Right? Isn't there also in Hulk? Hulk's dad is also the devil. Yeah. Oh, a lot of Avengers. They're dads. brothers. Well, there you go. Great. I don't know if you guys noticed too. They called the Red Hulk. They called him Brock Lesnar in this book. Oh, I, yes, I saw that. The little Brock Lesnar shout out. So. Yeah. Nice. It's the same. All the same. He one. was there last night. He didn't have a good night last night. No, man, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing you were talking about storytelling. Like the storytelling at the wrestling event was pretty awesome. Like you get like little teases for upcoming matches that makes you want to come back. Uh, that Brock Lesnar stuff. I was telling them like he went through so many surgeries and stuff to get be able to be back in the ring and like his body was Brock hurt. Lesnar. Yeah, like he really hurt his back and did stuff, and then he had to like really kind of like uh, train up and get himself. How did healthy. he train again? Uh, what was going on over there? Uh, yeah, this this is like this is. <laughs> I think never, that's exactly what he did. He's, he's never exercised. <laughs> if, you keep, if you keep doing that, you'll look exactly like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my head, he was in like a pool, like kind of doing. I don't that's know. a yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. That's what swimming is. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Lightly moving your arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete. Uh, before we get lump up Pete too much, he just sat all the way up, which is exercise. Which is technically exercise. Yeah, yeah, yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on and talk about the next book, Justice League Dark, number 20 from DC Comics. Uh, some pretty messed up stuff happening with the rat and animal man in this issue. One of you dudes want to talk about this? Sure. I would say, uh, speaking of art, yes, the can. art in this is uh, <laughs> creepy. Super creepy. Sorry. Could you try that again, but uh, start off saying, my liege. No. I will never okay. do that. Uh, I'd rather take off your head with a hat. <laughs> um, I, I, think I would that- never wear a hat. Yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, the rod is creepy. The art does a great job of representing that in this book. Uh, but sometimes the art can be too creepy and uh, I get scared to read it. You got scared in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? So the words, the words didn't scare you. It was the art this time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nightmare. Uh, this uh, book is great. It's uh, been great for a long time. And now they're sort of spinning off into another fucked up part of the DC universe with the, the rot, the red, the gray, which is like mushrooms. Yeah, that's pretty uh, upsetting. Fungus. Yeah. Uh, upsetting. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens next. Uh, have you been reading this one? Yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not completely caught up on this one, though. I did just watch Justice League Dark, the movie on the uh, oh, yeah. DC Universe, oh, yeah. which th- their movies are so much better than the live-action <laughs> DC yeah, movies. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the animated movies See, are great. I'm caught up. I know all these characters. Uh, you know, I like Iron Man. I like Detective Chimp. I like that there's a chimp that's smarter than me that, yeah. <laughs> to keep, that keeps me grounded. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to the zoo and just give him a nice little, like, keep fighting, guys. Yeah, he's wearing a hat. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. He smokes. Uh, yeah, this pipe. is great. This is great. Every issue, James Tynan has such a good handle on these characters, and they're so unique throughout. It's very good. Uh, last one to talk about, X-Men Fantastic Four, number two from Marvel Comics. Uh, this is, as the title said, bringing the two teams together, jockeying for Franklin Richards. Both of them want Franklin Richards on their team. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's a great book for a Cyclops fan out there. Nope. He's out, no? Yeah. Uh, Great. Uh, I, I think this is great. Chip Zdarsky's writing this, and it's uh, really uh, the Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic in particular, is being really raked over the coals here. Mm-hmm. He fucked up. But he's kind of in the right, right? Like, I've seen a lot of people reacting to this online that we've certainly, I think, purposefully, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable with the status quo of the X-Men right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here, Fantastic Four is pretty much in the right across yeah. the board. But he did lie. He, like, tricked He did his, lie. Yeah. Are you? Have you been reading the X Men stuff? Yes. What is your take on it? What is your feeling on it? I mean, I think you just said it. We're supposed yeah. to feel uncomfortable about it. So, yeah. I mean, it's working. And as far as for Reed Richards, I think people that are parents identify with Reed more so than people <laughs> who won't. Yeah. Because sometimes you just got to do. You know, you got to protect your kid at all costs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, I yeah. like this. I like that Franklin's losing his powers though, because when he was this kid that can make you know yeah. universes and stuff, I didn't care about him whatsoever, and I actually yeah. found him pretty annoying. How do you identify with a character like that? So now that he's kind of losing his powers, this is the most interesting in Franklin Richards I think I've been. I feel like that's always a storytelling temptation with comic books where they're like, here's this character. They are all powerful. They can literally do absolutely anything. Isn't that cool? And then very quickly you realize that it actually limits the storytelling possibilities because everything becomes so easy. So to your point, I think this is a really good move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also liked how they were kind of talking about Sabretooth and like, all the shit that's going down on the island, how it's fucked up, you know. Do you like that they mention your friend? Yeah. Uh, what, Mr. Part of, Mr. Tooth. what part of the X-Men uh, stuff makes you uncomfortable? Me? Everybody. Everybody? Because you're saying like that it's, that's meant to make you I mean, I think the cult atmosphere, like the fact that there's this entirely new status quo that is purposefully not meant to be human. Mm-hmm. They are have evolved beyond that. Mutants are their own race. We... We are humans. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, And I think, like, uh, the way that Hickman is writing it, we can't quite relate to that. Like, we can't quite relate to the path that they're on. And even they, at least some of them, are uncomfortable with the path they're on as well. I also uh, don't like the fact that they're giving all these humans these weird drugs and get them all fucked up and hooked on drugs (laughs) and, like, leave us alone, we'll give you drugs. That's kind of No, the drugs are healing drugs. Are they? I think it's fucked up that one of the rules is you have to fuck other mutants, like, right now. Like, immediately. Uh, What's fucked up about that? Well, they're, like, co-workers, sort of. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're all Are they getting paid? No, but they're do like... Do they have benefits? They do. It's like a team dynamic. They're like, let's go do this thing as a group. Yeah, I it's guess. Like yeah, if you are like went to a team building seminar or something, they're like, okay, we're going to do trust falls, and then everybody's going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that'd be weird in your office, in right. uh, any office. Yeah. I mean, not in my office. Yeah, you have a very sexual... Uh, like, you have the same sec- policy. Yeah. Like, you have to I have fuck. a best up. Yeah. yeah. I, I work at Krakoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you're at Krakoa. You obviously yes. don't work in the HR at Krakoa. You're the managing I definitely editor. Don't. The managing editor of the Krakoa. I'm definitely going to get fired from Krakoa for this podcast. Are you a line producer at Krakoa? Or what's <laughs> yes, this is a very specific joke. Yeah. Uh, what makes you uncomfortable about the status quo? Uh, I mean, I just think it's the impending doom, you know, that's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they got apocalypse on the team now. It's yeah, right there in his name. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the storm, you know, the shit's going to hit the fan in a, in a little while. It's just waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And the way Magneto and Apocalypse always, we're superior. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you guys are going to die out because we're we're superior. And Professor X isn't disagreeing with him anymore. Yeah, it's true. You know, he's kind of right there going, yeah. This is yeah, ever how since it is. he's like turned into lollipop head, he's really laid back about <laughs> shit. Again, another problematic hat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got to be careful you with really hats. You really cracked it. You got to be careful with hats. Yeah, man. Yeah. You ever had a hat that drove you crazy? <laughs> I mean, that hat over there that you haven't cleaned for 14 years. Yeah. Fuck you, man. I clean it. It's How fucking often do you br- clean it? pristine. What do you mean clean it? Yeah, yeah you, I have it cleaned. I go to my you, my dry cleaner. Hat cleaner. You dry clean that. You dry hat? clean the hat. Yeah, that yeah, seems. That's if you're gonna true. lie about something, come up with a more believable. That's an unbelievable not, lie. It's not a lie. You take a bag of stuff and drop it in your dry cleaners. You're like, hey man, yeah. clean these slippers in his hat. And that's <laughs> not the weirdest stuff that I've brought over there. No, no what's the weirdest? No, no questions. Yeah, no, no questions. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Uh, and we're not going to follow up on the stack because we're done with the stack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, King. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying that, please. All right, we're going to move on with our next section, which is audience questions. For that, we're going to go out to all of you. Yeah. yeah, and all you have to do is ask a question either for our amazing guest or for us, and you can get some free comics. And it looks like some hats. Uh, you, sir, what's your name? What's your question? Hi, I'm hey. Brad. I have a can you hear me? Yeah, I have a question ahead. for uh, Shane. Do any other wrestlers read comics? Is there anyone you could sit down with and bullshit about comics? Ooh. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple of us that I talk to them. Probably more about way more about comics than we do about wrestling. Uh, Raven, <laughs> Raven was one ECW uh, former world champion. Raven uh, is a huge comic fan, and he would have one of those steel briefcases that looks like a Halliburton, oh, but yeah. it was just filled with comics. Oh, oh that's wow! Yeah. So, cool. Uh, him, um, CM Punk wrote a comic. He wrote. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He wrote Drax the Destroyer for. Uh, yeah. I think everything we he's, ever talk about is comics. He's done a bunch of comics, I think. He did a couple yeah. of indie books, I think, and then he ended up on that Drax book. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's quite a few of us. And uh, I mean, I think that that fantasy world of pro wrestling, you know, it, it really kind of does merge with uh, the superhero hero world, too. So, uh, Are you going to uh, get into writing comics? I mean, you said you, you, or you sent us that uh, motion comic that you worked on. Yeah, well, that was a printed comic, but yeah. they turned it into a motion right. comic. So, uh, yeah, that was just my first little foray. That was a little short story. Yeah. It's something I thought about a million times, but my career, fortunately for me, has been very busy and very hectic, you know, I don't know, for the entirety of my career, I guess. So I haven't had the time to go jump into another career, which is very time-consuming, yes. like writing is. and so. It's on the future, <laughs> retirement. And there's a big difference between having a great idea and being able to put it on paper. Oh, yeah. That's true. A huge, That's true. You know, huge difference. Know, let's talk to the writer, of the WWE writer here. <laughs> uh, Imagine, see, he has to write for characters that talk back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you got your own characters, you know, Stephen King can do whatever he wants. You know, yeah. you do what the hell I tell you to. Yeah. He has to deal with you know, gigantic human beings coming up to yeah. him and going, why would I do that? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if my character would do it. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, Stephen King didn't have to be like, okay, so Carrie, you're going to dump the punch ball on your head, and it's going to really make you uncomfortable, and you're going to freak out a little bit. She, uh, and then she'd be like, in our business, yeah, but it's going to get in my hair, and I have a an appearance tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I can't have red punch and then they actually lose their mind. Yep. Uh, uh, great question. We could take another question. Anybody? Anything? Boothman's got a question. Oh, All right. right. Uh, I was a big WWE fan growing up, uh, probably right around Attitude Era going into like mid 2000. So I very much remember the hurricane. 
Um, thank you so much for all your entertainment. Um, you. <laughs> I'm just curious. I have I have a bunch of questions, but uh, what's the biggest pop that you remember witnessing live, and what was that mm. like? That was involved me or involved somebody else? Uh, I guess both. I don't know. Uh, what, what's the biggest pop that you recall for yourself, and then just in general, I guess? I mean, there's there's been a few. You know, we're, we're trained to uh, you know listen to the audience. But uh, by the way, it feels like I'm talking to God here because that his voice comes from everywhere. <laughs> he, uh, Booth Man doesn't exa- actually okay. exist. Yeah, he's, we he's pray a deity. to him. Yes. And he he's a mutant theater. Yeah, that we perform inside. And so, what the hell was I even saying? What was uh, the question? Biggest, biggest pop. Oh, uh, so uh, I mean, when I came back to WWE, well, I left WWE in 2010 and started you know working for other companies, and I made a surprise return in 2018 in. Uh, Philadelphia at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And we kept it a secret. Like, I went to the airport in disguise. Uh, my woman, who's a, you know, she's almost six foot blonde, she wore a wig going to the airport. <laughs> that's that's because, exciting on the You know, she's on all my social media, so guys will see her, especially if wrestling fans, they'll camp out at the airports and stuff when they know we got a big show coming. So if they saw her, they would knew I would assume I'd be there. Yeah. So we jumped out of, you know, jumped through hoops to keep this a secret. They even flew me into, I think it was. They had me staying in Newark and sent a limo to get me so that oh, I wouldn't awesome. be in the Philly airport. So when I came out, it was just, and I didn't know, you know, I'm assume, I'm hoping they're going to cheer for me, but yeah, it, yeah. it had been eight years at that point. And in, you know, in show business, out of sight, out of mind, I was on, you know, other TV shows, but not that one. Yeah. So I was hoping, I was halfway confident that they're going to remember me. But when it came out, it was just incredibly ah, loud. That's so cool. And it just, and. Like my, I couldn't. It came a point where I couldn't hear my music anymore. Yeah, oh, and wow. normally that means get your ass in the ring. It's time to get to work. And if they cut your music short, yeah, <laughs> that means you, you're taking too long. So there came a point where I couldn't hear my music, and it was just because they were cheering. So I slid in the ring kind of super fast. That's wow. great. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you got another question, Booth Man? Oh man, I got a bunch of them. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I guess uh, kind of to keep down. it kind of comics based. Uh, both pro wrestling and comics are so kind of a, much about like serialized storytelling. And I'm just curious, how much does uh, professional wrestling, obviously there's a lot of like writers, so many moving parts. How much does that uh, kind of change with how the audience reacts, how uh, real life kind of interferes with like the kayfabe? How much does that kind of change kind of uh, just based off of what's going on like, kind of live? I mean, well, a huge difference is we get instant feedback. Like, you know, if a, <laughs> yeah. a writer puts out a comic, you know, he's not going to know the, the reaction until the audience reads it. And, you know, they're going to have to write letters or emails. We get it the second it happens. Whatever feedback yeah. we get, the fans generally let us know right away. So, And there's a ton of real-life scenarios where something happens. You know, somebody will get hurt in real life, and they're off the show, and we don't really get to write a story for them with, ink, you know, just pencil and, and paper and say what happened uh for me i broke my neck in uh 2007 and it was so severe uh that we couldn't do anything like you know sometimes we go beat a guy up and you you leave him laying and that tells the story of why he's going to be gone for you know eight or nine months well my my neck injury was so bad we couldn't do that just i was there one day and then gone for 18 months oh wow Uh, so that's intense cool you got one more booth man uh, let's got other questions, too. All right. Uh, come on down. What's your name? What's your question? 
Hey, my name is Matt. Uh, Shane, it's an honor to be in the same room as you. I've been like booth man, same time frame of being a wrestling fan. I remember winning the Cruiserweight title with you in WrestleMania X8, the video game. So I have good <laughs> memories. Now, you're probably the most well-known superhero gimmick in wrestling with the Hurricane, along with Mighty Molly and the superhero in training, Rosie. Are there any other wrestlers who portrayed superheroes or supervillain gimmicks that really stood out to you? Nice. There were several that were superhero-based. I mean, I was probably just the first one that said, I am a superhero and acted yeah. like, you know, I was a superhero for it, no matter whether it was backstage or in the ring. And you but committed to it 100%. I, I was committed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the only way to me I was going to make it work. Of course. I mean, you so, can't just be like, I'm uh, sort of a superhero. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, we got a guy on our show now that, you know, his moniker is he's a superhero, but it's doesn't you know doesn't do anything like I did. His is more of just like I said, a moniker. Yeah. Whereas I was a gimmick. But you know, Owen Hart as the Blue Blazer was, you know, superhero based. I think a lot of the uh traditional luchadors, uh, you know, from Mexico, yeah, everybody has a mask. Right. At mm-hmm. some you know, at some point. So and a persona. A lot of their, you know, uh, characters are superhero based. But- Tony Atlas at one time he was uh he was black Superman, Tony Atlas. Um he was Mr. USA bodybuilder. Right. Extremely yeah. powerful, and by the name you might guess, he's an African American. Yeah. So he did Black Superman for a while. Good. That's good. There's been a few. <laughs> uh, and you, but you went further. You, like you had a secret identity at, at one point, right? Uh, yeah, it was that, a secret identity, but only to me. Yeah. <laughs> the way the way we did it on our show, I would do the Clark Kent thing, the hat, the glasses, but everybody would know. But yeah. they would go along with me while I was doing it, right. and then I'd walk away, and they go, "That idiot." <laughs> but we did something once where Ric Flair was the only one who didn't know. Uh, so he's talking to me as Greg, the reporter was Gregory Helms. Uh-huh. And so Ric Flair's talking to me, but he's talking about the hurricane. He's like, and you tell the hurricane, I'm going to find him. And yada, yada, yada. And then Ric Flair, you know, I leave. And uh, Triple H comes in and he's talking to Rick and he goes, you know that's him, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the hurricane. He's like, what? What? Yeah, that's so, great. That's, that's, that's I imagine that's what a lot of people do with Clark Kent and Superman as well. Like yeah. this idiot, Triple H, constantly coming at him. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you know that was yeah, that's right? Superman, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. We had another question. Oh, here we go. Uh, what's your name? What's your question? My name's My name's Melinda, and my question is: Considering I've seen a lot of cosplaying, especially in the wrestling ring, what do you think is your favorite cosplay that you've seen based on comics? Ooh. Oh man, that goes up with every con it seems now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it went yeah. from little uh, generic costumes to, I mean, these are some super professionals out there that do a, uh, a lot of good work. So I don't know. I mean, when I see people cosplay as me, I get pretty impressed by that. Uh, yeah. One year at San Diego Comic Con, there was a husband and wife, and she did Mighty Molly, and he was the hurricane. Oh, and wow. so I'm just there in my, you know, civilian. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I just go over to him and start talking to him about their. Outfit and just I just slowly wait for the light bulb to go yeah, off, yeah. but then to slowly realize that, that sounds familiar yeah. in a lot of ways. And I've been in costume because generally when I do comic cons, I'll do it in full costume. Not oh. this time, uh, but normally I do. Yeah. And people, when I sneak away from my table and I'm walking around, people come up to me because, "Man, you look just like him." Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll just go, "Thank you. I worked really hard." You know? <laughs> That's, That's so funny. funny. That's awesome. Uh, all right. I think we're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. This is a part we give back to you, the lovely audience. Thank you so much for showing up. It's an opportunity to win $25 free dollars 
in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like $25? Simple raising of the hand. Yes, nice. you casual hand up guy. Casual, oh, hand, up casual guy. hand up guy. And for those of you... Come on over here. Please no, you, come I th- up. I, we're confident. Yeah, um, this, in, this is a lot like a match, uh, a wrestling match. Pete is sort of the heel here. Uh, oh, boy. And so this is going to be good. I, I, feel don't, like- I don't know what that means. Uh, remind us of your name again, sir. Brad. Brad, audience, audience, Brad. Yes. All right, Brad. How this? You're is like go- the AJ Styles. You Don't like say guy. that. And Don't say that. That's upsetting. All right, PJ. Styles. So, uh, Brad, how this is going to work? I'm going to read you a question. Then I'm going to read you three possible answers. As long as you select the right answer for the three questions, twenty-five dollars yours. Wait, okay. Isn't it one question with three answers? Or yeah, three that's correct. Yeah. Don't uh, don't question him. That's yeah. the biggest thing you can't do. Brad, <laughs> okay. I'm hungover. Please take it easy on me. All right. <laughs> He okay. Just, he, you'll just, you'll get it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Right. Uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news. Okay, question number one. Marvel teases what new title that has Iron Man and Black Cat in it? Is it A, Iron Cat, B, Scatman, or is it C, Julia Roberts? So you could be uh, select A, or you could be completely I, I wrong. Think, I think I'm going to select A, Iron Cat. Today. Iron Cat Great is word. correct. Yeah, really, exactly. getting yeah. the hang of it. And let me just say, this is the most distance between any two trivia uh, could people. Yeah, yeah it's smart. Been. Brad, smart. Uh, here we go. Question number two. DC approves uh, Sean Murphy's spinoff comic uh, called Based Off What? Is it based off of A, The Wake, based, or is it based off B, White Knight? Or is it C, Glenn Close? So it's either A, or you could select B. I think I'm going to select B. That's right. The, uh, Sean Murphy is going to do a spinoff of The White Knight. Uh, should be pretty exciting. Yeah. Here we go. Question number three, last one. Get, get through it. Then you can go to bed. Yep. <laughs> Marvel announced it's C2E2. What new limited series would start this year? Is it A, Ultraman? B, Spoons McGillicuddy, or is it C, Gwyneth Paltrow? So it's either A, and you win $25, or you could pick something else. Well, with that in mind, I will pick A. A is correct. Ultraman is coming out this year. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Now, Pete, uh, you always hide a secret quiz inside your quiz. Mm -hmm. It has been Robin Williams' movies. That's right. Is it still Robin Williams' movie? It still is a Robin Williams movie. Interesting. Uh, A Robin Williams' movie with Julie Roberts. Glenn Close and Gwyneth Paltrow? That is correct. That's correct. Does anybody know what movie? Yes, thank you. Boothman that Prime is, is correct. Oh, wow. Boothman Prime pulling your ass out of the You haven't done the hook yet? That was not Boothman Prime. Oh, I'm sorry. It that, wasn't? That was not. That oh, was Matt. Nice. Oh, there we go. Do you know what you win? Nothing. Nothing, but thank <laughs> you. you. No, the satisfaction of paying tribute to Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, as we all know, tomorrow is a new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Batman number 90 as well as Lois Lane number 9 of 12. Nice. Great. Anything you want to say about either of those? Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of these people. Uh, Pretty famous in the comic book world. Uh, I've been really impressed with they've been doing the Lois Lane book. Uh, Some great stories, a lot of great character stuff. I've been really impressed with how well done it is, so I'm excited to see the next issue. And Batman, I mean, jeez. You know. Yeah. It's Batman. (laughs) Great. Uh, Great. 
Good stuff. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Justin? I'm looking forward to Strange Adventures number one oh. uh, from DC Comics. Yeah. Uh, written by Tom King and art by Mitch Gerards and Doc you, Shaner. You love stuff that's like kind of depressing, a little scary. That's like really in your wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Want to b- push the boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want just Batman hanging out again. <laughs> Haven't we seen enough? No. Yeah, we've uh, seen it at least ninety times. Uh, this follow, yep. Uh, this follows um, Adam Strange. It's the number one too. It's a new start. Ooh, yeah, fresh start. Uh, Adam Strange. Uh, Tom King's done a series of books, uh, the Vision series, uh, as well as uh, Mister Miracle. Um, they sort of take a, a sad look at uh, these different characters. It's yeah, and we'll have good. a review of that in our Stack Podcast, which is in the Comic Book Club feed and also in its own feed Wednesday at nine a.m. I'm looking forward to another book we're going to have a review of there called Strange Academy. Me. Well, that's strange. So strange. Also strange, uh, but this one is uh, from Marvel Comics, and it's about a school for sorcerers and stuff, which is yeah. exactly my jam. That's yeah. the nice. stuff that, that I'm into. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, Hurricane, plug your stuff. What should people check out? Where should they find out more about you? Uh, I'm on all the socials at Shane Helms com because my website is Shane Helms.com. Oh, well, that uh, makes sense. And you're an over tweeter by your own. I am yeah. an over tweeter, but uh, grammar, Facebook, all that stuff. So, uh, I'm on there and I put everything out there. So, uh, I do my silly little podcast, which I've been doing for like 2010. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this show was because I've always talked about comics, but not to the degree that you guys do. Yeah. And so like now I much. have a, no, no, not at all. <laughs> but now I have a dedicated segment on my show every week, but really like, because I listened to several different comic podcasts, and I just thought you guys just blew everybody away. Oh, that wow. listening to. Now you guys kept it positive. It wasn't these overjudgmental uh, critiques and reviews about comics from people that haven't done them. You guys are just positive, and that really, you know... Uh, that kept me coming back, you know. Even when you said juxtaposition so many times, and yeah. 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 got him, yeah. the king is dead. <laughs> there's a lot of ju- that's probably why you don't like the Squadron Supreme because there's not as much. <laughs> not just, not as much. This guy's a juxtaposition we'll head. Over we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll do Squadron Supreme, and then we'll judge the level of juxtaposition with him. Oh boy, so that's your wheelhouse for sure. Uh, but what's the name of your podcast? Just so people, uh, Highway to Helms. Highway to nice. Helms. Highway to Helms. Right. Awesome. Nice. Definitely check that out. A couple of things we want to plug before we go. We do have a bunch of other podcasts that we do. We do a Riverdale podcast called Riverdale After Dark that goes up Wednesday after that show. Also, Katie Keen cast, our Katie Keen podcast, goes up Thursday after that show. Uh, we are still working our way through Lock and Key. Lock and Key Unlocked is the name of that podcast. And we're aiming to put out uh, recap episodes every Friday on that. So definitely check that out as well. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash comic book club couple of people we want to thank before we go we want to thank Hurricane for being on the show Boothman Prime Prime. but most of all we want to thank you all we're here every Tuesday at 7pm totally free please tell your friends good night thanks for coming out everybody really appreciate it
Let the secret leak And I can't jump on the 